This is the Milo Beasley Show. This is the Milo Beasley Show. There's only one thing you need to know. This is the Milo Beasley Show. And now, here's your host, Milo Beasley. And welcome to the Milo Beasley Show. Do 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 do. Excited, excited for this week. I actually have multiple guests, uh, a couple friends of mine who wanted to come on, who started off in the uh, professional wrestling industry as independent wrestlers, and now can be seen on on television, can be seen in movies. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. First, please help me welcome Chris Kozlowski. How you doing, man? Hey, brother. How you doing? Good, good. You're, so you're in Knoxville right now, right? I am. Yeah, I'm on a on, television show this week. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, day off. Oh yeah, in a hotel on set. Yep. All right. Uh, and then uh, secondly, I want to bring up my dude David Body Bag Jackson. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, we you. When did you start trading? Oh man, wow. Uh I want to say maybe like 2004. Right. It was I, I remember it was something like I, I do remember it was something like that. And uh I remember when when Ron was like, Hey, so like I need I need a name. I need a name for David. He's like, I can't think of anything. I was like, uh, let's go with like I said, uh let's go with body bag Jackson. And he loved it. Oh it's such a great name, man. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy, man. I I walked in the uh to training and someone showed me the uh the the uh the the you know the, the list of the wrestlers who was gonna be wrestling like a, a week or two later. Right. And it was like, look at this list. I'm like, okay, all right, check it out. It's like, you notice that name right there? I was like, Yeah, it says Luther Body Bag Jackson. Right. Okay. It's like that's you. Me? <laughs> I'm like, why me? But yeah, that I loved it, man. I loved it. That, that's great. And then uh Chris, how uh who did you who trained you? When did to, you when did you start training and, and who was it by? I started at the same time, 2004. Uh, I went to Steve Kern's school, Hard Knocks, but I was actually trained by uh, Steve Madison, who's Steve oh, yeah. and uh, Buck Quartermain and, and Mike and Todd Shane and Wayne Myers. They all had a hand in my training. Man, that's some that's a great great list of guys. I mean, both of you were brought up the right way with with training um you know and and who you got to be in the ring with to to go and and work out and train with and, and learn about professional wrestling and i'm sure that the, the psychology of wrestling um and being in front of people you know probably is a, a good precursor to going and, and being on a set in front of people in front of a camera right definitely that's right absolutely uh, so chris when was your last when was the last time you wrestled uh, 2014. 2014. Okay, so eight years ago. Yeah, it's been a long and, time. Yeah, what was the last time you wrestled? <laughs> I want to say maybe like 06 or 07. Oh, right, man, that's been a while. And but uh, yeah. you had you had a you had to call it quits because of like you said your shoulder injury, right? Yeah, I was training with uh my guy Roderick Strong. I love that guy, man. Ooh, I can still feel those chops, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we were training and um i heard a pop in my shoulder and fingers went numb and i tried to continue but um just just wasn't working out so i had to just take a step back or two right so i mean did you 
did you know at that point that your in-ring career was done or were you thinking about returning later on? I was hoping I could return, but it took so long for me to find the right doctor to figure out what in the world was going on with the shoulder. And then when I finally did, to be honest, man, I was like 240 pounds at the time. I was out of shape. It was, it was, it was too late. It was like, nah, just forget it. Right, right. So did either of you have experience um, in acting, whether it be theater or, you know, television, commercial? Did you have any of that prior to starting wrestling? No, I didn't. No, not at all. Nope. Wasn't so, even thinking about it. No. So mm -mm. at what point, um, Chris, during your, your career and, and David, after your career, at what point did you realize that – becoming an actor could be an option. Um, well, when I was a kid, there was a, um, a casting call on Disney Channel to be on the Mickey Mouse Club. And I told my mom, I said, I wanted to do that. And she's like, well, you know, you don't know how to sing, you don't know how to dance. So maybe we should take the back burner on that for a moment. I was like, all right. And so after I like, I still had this want to be an actor. So like 2014, uh, my mom was working at HCC, Hilbert Community College. She's a teacher. And she talked to the, um, one of the teachers there that taught acting. So that's where I started. And then I ended up going to ArtSafe. That was in Winter Park, Florida. That's in Orlando, Florida now with uh, Yvonne Sewer. And uh, that's where I did a year of training. Same place, uh, another wrestler, Matt Doman, who was Frankie Capone's partner. He went there as well. That's awesome. Yeah, he's been doing some stuff as well. So what year was that that you started doing that? I started at, right when I finished wrestling. So just oh. like a couple months later, I got right into it in 2014. And then in 2015, there was a year program at RSA that I did. Oh, oh. wow. That, that, I mean, it's, it's weird how, especially when you're, when you're done with wrestling, that you think, hey, that's the end of the road, right? Yeah. yeah. I, it was like I, I said, I, I still want to perform, but I, I knew I didn't, I knew I couldn't do the wrestling anymore. Yeah. Which understandable. And then David, uh, you know, like you said, you had that injury and then you just couldn't bounce back from that. So at, in what year did you start turning to that other side of entertainment, you know, with, with acting? About 2013, um, right after wrestling, I started doing some music and stuff like that and was going okay for a little bit. And then, um, Left that alone, and then I had a lot of different friends just telling me, like, hey, man, you should try some acting, man. You know, you, you, you're you entertaining a little bit. I said, all right, let me give it a try. So it's funny because I was looking up an acting school, and I found Shannon Rose. He was doing an acting school. Hmm. And I went there, and um, and uh, Shannon, man, he helped me out a lot. He actually he got me a photo, a photo shoot with some company, and – for a while, I didn't know what happened with the photos. I was in like a doctor's coat and all that stuff like that. <laughs> Two years ago, people started sending me different um, uh, video uh, um, photo clips of right. me on these different websites for these uh, for these hospitals. And I'm like, whoa, they're finally using this stuff. So now I get them right. all the time. That's fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Shannon was very, very instrumental in helping yeah. with my early days of my wrestling career and then uh, broadcast career as well. I worked with him doing a morning you know, radio show as well on, on the weekend. So, um, yeah, I don't think Shannon gets enough credit for, for helping uh, people out. 
Not at all. You, you met Shannon. Yeah. Junior, right? I had matches where he uh, he was the announcer in the ring for him. So yeah, he, he, he told me, "Hey man, be take it easy on me. Don't grab me so hard next time." Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then back to wrestling. So let's. Um, who were some of your influences prior to uh, becoming a wrestler? Who who did you enjoy watching when you were a kid? Man, I mean, of course, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, and, and so forth. But what really got me into wrestling, to be honest, man, I had stopped watching wrestling for a while. I was in college, um, was playing football, but I wasn't eligible to play that next year. So one night I was in my room, I'm flipping through the station, and I see The Rock. He's on the mic. He's doing his thing, man. I'm like, whoa, who is this dude? Like, he's killing it. And that really motivated me. I was like, man, I want to I wanna do this. I want to wrestle. I want to get in there. So from there on out, I left school. You know what's funny? My, my I'm about to call you Naftali, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I started doing my research while I was in college. And I went to wrestling schools in Florida. Right. IPW came up. Your picture was one of the first ones to come up, man. You had the long locks, and you were standing there. I was like, man, what's this little dude, man? If he can do it, I can do it, too. So that's what really got me motivated to, to, to get into wrestling. That, that That's fantastic. Uh, the Rock, he has, I mean, he has a decent acting career. Maybe maybe he can come on the show, and we can talk hey. about that. Hey. <laughs> hey, you never know. He could. Uh, Chris, who were some of your influences before you started wrestling? Uh, you know, Hogan, Savage, Rick Rude. Uh, I really, as I got older, I really started liking the heels more. So Ric Flair, um, I was, I'm a big fan of Ron Simmons. Uh, so, and then like how I found the school is, um, I knew about the school for a while because Heidi Kern, Steve's daughter, was one of my classmates at Chamberlain. She ended up leaving oh. went to Sickles, but I was a year ahead of her. And then Stephen Favada actually graduated with my sister. So I was kind of around it before I was even around it. Mm, wow. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So um, what did what did you have to do? Um, what was your first steps when you realized that you wanted to possibly pursue this, uh, this career, you know, in acting? Did you, did you just start, Sent, going to auditions that you found like on online? Did you immediately go and try to seek out an agent? Did you immediately know to go get headshots and stuff like that? I no, uh, I did. The first person who trained me, she said, well, this is all I can teach you. So you should just go get out there and jump head right in. And I felt like I was like, there's gotta be more to this than that. And like David said, a friend of his, told him that you should get into acting. A friend of mine, Dino Pinto, was at, I was working at a nightclub, and he's like, I did something to him. He's like, wow, you really had me going there for a minute. You should probably get into acting. And Dino's friend is actually who recommended Arsic for me. And Dino's friend is actually on General Hospital. Um, his name will lose me at the minute. Uh, sorry about that. But um, So I had this really terrible audition, and uh, – I was like, wow, this is terrible. And, and Gene Beard, Fritzy, said to me, was it as bad as your hip tosses? And I was like, no. He says, well, then I think you'll be okay, brother, because you can do anything but a hip toss, so you can be all right. So every, I always think about that. when I, if, if things don't go well, I'm like, well, if it's better than the hip toss I can take, then I, I should be okay. 
And it was it was good advice from Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great advice. That's great advice. So David, how did you again? Did you just look at um like you know Craigslist? Internet, you know, looking for you know openings, or did you realize you had to get things in order? I just realized I had to get things in order. I started just going online, just looking up stuff. I was asking around um different people that i knew and they just started just making connections and then before you know it um next thing you know i was on the set of ride along standing next to ice cube man it was crazy it, it happened so fast it was like wow and then after that someone handed me a script it's like you're the star role of this independent movie i'm doing here in 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 florida and i'm like whoa so it, was, it happened it, it happened fast and then it happens fast and then it slows down right and it's like nothing is going on right now and then it picks back up again so just like that uh, what was each of yours what was the first uh what was the first time that you appeared on tv or in a, in a movie what was the first time that you were able to see yourself on screen that was in a ride along with uh ride with ice cube and it was a fast it was a quick scene right but i saw myself and everybody else did and it was like Whoa! This is this is how it feels. This is it's like, man, my head is really big up there, but uh, I think I think I look okay. <laughs> Chris, I did a, a episode of Murder Chose Me, which was a, a true crime show on uh, Investigation Discovery. And they thankfully with that role, they brought me back for another episode the following season. So I got some good stuff from my reel on that. And and to answer your previous question, I forgot. I was using Green Green Room Orlando at the time to find auditions. I use Actors Access now, but that's what I was using. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, did you have to make when you? I mean, prior to being able to get actual footage of of TVs and and movies, what did you have to do for your demo? Did you just have to make up stuff? Did you have to ask friends to? film stuff with you no uh thankfully because of green room orlando i was finding auditions so i was doing a lot of independent stuff so i met guys like dave Mincer and my buddy charles double day potts and Travis Mazzardi, and i worked with them a lot and they they put together stuff they they were doing a lot of independent stuff and from the stuff i did with them i was able to build a reel mm -hmm. i know there's people that they go out and do these mock scenes and they look really great but I, I thankfully I didn't have to do that because we had stuff in place. That's awesome, and David. Yeah. What did you have to do for your for your? I mean, you know, doing right, have putting right along in your demo is pretty good. But what else were you able? To, you know, did you have to do to make sure that people knew what you could do? Did you did you guys put any wrestling in the, in your demo? Oh no, didn't put any wrestling in there. But the same thing as Chris said. Um, usually with the independent movies, it's easier to get those to put in your demo compared to getting something that's like from one of the big movie studios, they probably won't give it to you to use it for your demo. So I just use a lot of independent clips and stuff that I did and combined it together. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that, no. um, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say for the, for the stuff like, like David for ride along, you, you got to use like a screen capturing app to try to like get it and, and to, to use for your reel. Mm -hmm. uh, now both of you worked during you know, COVID times, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Try to. <laughs> how, how was that being on, on set? Like obviously the number of people on set 
was smaller, but how, how did you notice the changes going from pre COVID times to all of a sudden during working during, you know, COVID and the, the pandemic? Well, you know, of course, man, you, you gotta be masked up to be on the set and you had to be vaccinated. So, um, mm -hmm. You wasn't vaccinated you couldn't present your card you wouldn't get on set i was um i was asked i submitted my headshots to do um black panther 2. Mm. i think it was like last year it was before i got vaccinated i'm vaccinated right. before i got vaccinated and um because i wasn't vaccinated they they, they wouldn't allow me on that set so right. the uh I know for, for me, it was a little bit different. Like 2019, I booked a lot more than I did in 2020 and 2021. Mm -hmm. I'm still feeling the effects of not being able to book because a lot of those New York actors and LA actors started looking in Atlanta and Florida to work because they weren't getting any work. There wasn't anything going on. So they were kind of taken out of my market. But like I did an independent in Miami and they weren't following really COVID. There was a lot of people asking and warning. So there, there was that side of it too. There was people that just blatantly weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's weird to see the the differences between sets and locations and uh, directors and producers in general. You know, depending on what they on what they wanted. Uh, now, do you, Chris? I know you have you usually uh, rock the beard. Um, now do you have two different sets of, or more of photos with, you know, facial hair, clean shaven? Do you guys have, have, you know, different looks? Uh, yeah, I do. I have some headshots with the, the no beard and some headshots with the beard, which I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> as, as I, I worked for Tampa Parks and Rec for years and one of my kids said, I look like a thumb without the beard. So <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> David, do you have the same thing? Like, do you have to have like different looks when you're presenting? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, me, I can't really grow a beard like that, man. So I, that's, I'm good with that. I kind of keep it low. But as far as the hair, sometimes I let it grow a little bit, and then sometimes I just go with a bald head. So, you know, whichever look the person want to, you know, director want to go with, I'm, I'm good with it. Uh, and then I, I guess the, along the same lines as COVID type times. I mean, I guess people were doing it before. But did you have to work on building an at-home studio so that way you could send in auditions as opposed to going places and auditioning? Yeah, man. I definitely started doing a lot more home uh, auditions. And I'll be honest, man, my wife, she helped me out a lot with it too, oh, with awesome. my cameras, the lighting and stuff like that. Because, you know, like I said, before COVID, you were actually going to different, you know, places, studios and so forth to audition. And then right. once it happened, it's like everything, everything is at home now. You, 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 you're doing it with your camera phone. Right. Chris? Yeah, I did the, yeah, I did the same thing. I went from uh, a pop-up backdrop to this butcher paper thing that comes down. Oh. Now the pop-up backdrop has become the travel backdrop. So it's here in Knoxville, Whitney. Oh, um, that's great that I, you're able to just take that around with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not flying. If I if I drive somewhere, then I'll just pack it in the car. That's awesome. Now, do you feel this opens up more uh, chances for you to audition for something? And if the answer is yes, 
do you feel like that hinders your chances because more people are also able to apply for these positions? I, you know, I think what, what the, as far as acting, they, they, they have a certain look in mind. Right. And, yep. and sometimes things like me being five, nine might be a factor when the actress is five eleven when he <laughs> right. So that might be a problem, you know. Um, so I just I do the best I can, and if I get picked, great. If I don't, I don't know what came into the decision process. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, David, is that how you feel too? That uh, you know that maybe that that it's it's opened some things up, but you if you're you know they're looking for a certain look. Right. And sometimes, like like you said, it 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 can help because you're at home, you're comfortable, right. you know, you you're doing oh, your true. thing in your own place in your own space. But at some point, they're also going to want to see you face to face as well. You know what I'm right. saying? And if like just like just like Chris said, and that makes perfect sense. You know, sometimes we feel like, man, I know I did great on that audition, I I killed it, but you may have the look. But it may be your height, like you said, the, the actress that you may be on camera with, she's towering over you and you looking like a little dwarf. They want you to look, you know, taller and you just just don't match up. So right. they may go with the other actor that maybe he's six one. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Now I, I have to know which television show or movie set had the best catering. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know, man. So let's go ahead, Chris. <laughs> was, I, see, this is I was standing. I wasn't. I, I was an actor, but I was a stand-in for uh, Endgame, the Avengers. Oh, and they were really great to me. And they had like make your own burrito. They had they they were juicing carrots and peats in the morning. Craft <laughs> 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 service didn't have this potato chips. They had Publix chicken. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. So that, that, that was the best I've ever seen. Man, I've been on several sets where the food was really good. Uh, Halloween kills. Oh, my gosh. Sometimes you get on those sets and you eat too much. And you're like, <laughs> man, I'm full. I don't even think I, I need to go in one of these trailers over here and take a nap, man. <laughs> I, I I can't call it, man. It, Pretty much all of them. I, I have no complaints. But I mean, that's got to be a that's got to be a benefit, you know. People think, oh yeah, well, you know, you get paid, you get this, you get fat. You get fat, man. You could, you could. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about uh, advice you would give. Um, first off, to to folks who are already in the entertainment business, you know, that are already you know wrestlers who may want to make that, that jump into acting, what advice would you give them now while they're still wrestling or even when they get out? Well, I I would say this, man, for one, find a good school so you can learn how to read the script. So you can learn how to, to memorize the script and, you know, learn how to get into character. Um, I've been on some sets, man, where people hadn't taken no classes. They haven't taken any workshops. And they sound like they're reading from the paper. You want to make it sound real. You want to make it sound like it's it's legit, like it's it's really happening. Um, so my my first advice would be just find a really good school to go to and learn as much as you can. That's good. That's good, Chris. 
No, I, I agree. That would have been my first answer, too, is get into an acting class and stay in acting classes. Just because you're in class for a year, right. you, you still need to be in there practicing. Because from where I am now, from where I started, is is night and day. And, you know, five years from now, again, it'll be night and day. But you got to stay training. That's right. Oh, we lost him again. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> Man. He's got to do some editing today. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have to have to chop it up. It's all good. Hey, uh, real quick, guys. Uh, sorry about all this. We had some technical difficulties. I had some technical difficulties uh, <laughs> during our um, during our, our interview, but we are back. We had to reschedule. We're uh, we're not all wearing different clothes. Uh, Chris is still wearing <laughs> clothes. Chris, uh, he's still wearing his Rod Namie shirt, which is amazing. Um, you have a beard now. I do. Thank God my beard's back. <laughs> Jeez. Great. Uh, so, yeah, so we, we left off on um, advice for um, whether it's uh, new actors or even, again, independent wrestlers that are looking to get into the entertainment industry. David had, you know, great things to say. Uh, what, what about you? What advice would you give? people who are looking to, to break out. Well, I agree with David, get into an acting class. Um, you know, do student films. That's where you learn. That's where you build your reel. Keep your reel yep. to a minute. Make sure your reel starts on you. That's something I learned in a, a casting director um, workshop through my agency. Uh, this lady came, a uh, very nice lady came for free and gave us her time. And she said, start on you. So I tweaked my, um, didn't realize I thought my reel was good. And now it's the moment the reel comes on, it's it's me with the gun, you know, as a detective. So, yeah, that, that's my advice to you. That's awesome. Never, uh, never thought about it that way. Most of the time you think about, you know, you want to set the scene. So you're like, ooh, here, like, let this uh, big dramatic <laughs> scene take shape and then go to you. But, yeah, that's that's uh, that's good advice. Let us yeah, start on you. The casting director says they don't have time to watch the whole scene. They just want to see what you can do. So just it's okay just to show you. So perfect, perfect. Uh, now, do you guys have a a dream role, whether it be uh, Marvel, Star Wars, um, you know, DC, or just some sort of you know uh, weird type? You know, Jim Carrey. Uh, what was the? Uh, uh, the one about the the weird mind, like uh, he forgot his, uh, you know, that the, they took out his memories. What was that one? Was that was that Truman? Was that no? Was that no? That Truman was, was the one that was like a, a TV show. Like Jim Carrey mm. a lot of like crazy. Yeah. Um. Oh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Like oh, some crazy, uh, you know, crazy out of the, you know, realm of what everything else is in the theaters. Do you guys have like a dream role for yourself? Oh man. To be honest, I really don't have like a dream role, but to be, I've always wanted to be on a walking dead. I've always wanted to, to jump into that. But as far as a dream role, no, I just want to just keep working, man. And just keep um working <laughs> with many actors and actresses as I can. And I just want to learn from each and every one of them. Just, just like I have, um, but as far as just like one specific role, 
Wow, man, I, I can't really pinpoint just one right now. I, I can't. So, what would you want to do on the on the Walking Dead? Would you wanna Would you want to be a walker, or would you want to be somebody from like uh, like a, like one of Negan's henchmen or something? Man, I I would want to be be one of the guys. You know how um, they always end up. It all, there's always one like that one bad person, that leader of of a different group from them. That's right. what I want to do, man. I, I definitely want to want to have that challenge. Nice, nice, Chris. Um, well, I want a lightsaber, so I don't care if I'm a Sith or a Jedi. <laughs> um, I, I also, I also would like to be Captain Hook one day. And, uh, and I, I, I joke and say I would like to be Lex Luthor because I already have the haircut. Yeah, but I'd like to be Lex Luthor. Um, I, I would also like, I like to play more serious roles because I'm, I'm kind of like, if you look at my IMDb, I'm a lot of detectives. So, and I have no problem with that. I'm glad I'm a detective. I'm glad I'm getting these opportunity to work. But I, it, my look has got me kind of cornered. But I just, that non-union I booked that we, we couldn't uh, reconvene on that Friday was a, I played a dad. And his, which I, I mean, I could be a dad, you know, you yeah. know but <laughs> I never get a cast as a dad. So I was like, I got to do it. And it was emotional. And, um, it, which was kind of tough for me, but I, I, I feel I was able to convey it. So, you know, stuff like that, some more serious stuff too. Now, David, do you feel that you get typecast into any particular roles? Like, you know, like Chris was saying about being a detective. Yeah, man. It's funny because I mean, I guess I consider myself a nice guy, but I always <laughs> get these heel roles. You know what I'm saying? These, these roles that, uh, Oh, I had one role. I was, um, I played a, um, a music executive, but I was very abusive to my wife. I got her hooked on drugs. I was very manipulative. I was uh, 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 beating on her and all that stuff like that. Then I had a, another role where I was setting somebody up for, you know, to, to get killed. So it's always <laughs> these bad guy roles. But, you know, I, I actually I like playing those roles, man. I, I enjoy it because it gives me an opportunity to be somebody that I'm not. And it, I find it a little bit challenging to play those roles because that's not my character. Mm. So when I sit down and I'm reading the script, I'm like, man, I really I have to really put myself into that into that that person and who they are. While while reading a script and 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 working, has there ever been like a line that you just that it just wasn't written? how it should be said and it just tripped you up and tripped you up and tripped you up and finally you had to and you finally had to say okay if i'm gonna say this line i need it to be like this or yeah. you changed it on your own and hope that they didn't notice <laughs> well uh more than likely they're gonna notice because it's always somebody there um paying attention to the script and right. it depends on the director some directors don't mind if you change it a little bit but some directors like, nah, we want it specific just the way I wrote it. But yeah, man, because I, I don't really use a lot of profanity in, in real life. So whenever I come across a, a script where I have to use a bunch of profanity, I'm like, oh, I just don't want to do it. But, you know, right. I, I make it happen. I make it work. Yeah, Chris? no, I, 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 uh, I don't mind cussing. So that's <laughs> <laughs> I'm the exact opposite of you. Um, but yeah, no, there's been stuff that's tripped me up, and then like unconsciously, I might change it. 
But then there's been times where I've had to force myself to learn the way it's written because it's important. That's the way that character speaks. That's not the way I may speak. That's the way that character speaks. So I got to ingrain his, his, his uh, cadence of talking and, 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 you know, how he, you know, portrays himself. Um, uh, the next thing I want to go to, I know this is what Chris has been looking forward to this entire time. Uh, this is going to be the Milo Beasley show. Frequently asked questions. This is where I ask you the same five questions that I ask you every single guest. Uh, now Chris has uh, listened to a bunch of the uh, old episodes, so he knows these questions offhand. So um, I'm still, I'm, I'm super interested. He's had time to prepare his answers. David, these might be on the fly for you. <laughs> question number one, Chris, I'm going to let you have the first one. Okay. What was the first concert you, you've Al, ever attended? Al Green at Ruth Record Hall. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. I've seen him twice. I saw him at Ruth Record Hall, and I, and I saw him at Universal Studios. Do you still have that ticket stub? Yeah, the the yes, I do from the Ruth. That's Edgar fantastic. Hall. That's one thing I wish that I had done was keep more ticket stubs from concerts. David, what was yeah. the first concert you went to? Uh, the actual actual real concert was uh, Mary J. Blige. Oh wow! Nice. Oh snap! Yeah, yeah. My wife, she she ended up taking uh, taking me to I want to say maybe like four or five years ago. It was actually my first concert four or five years ago. Yeah, it was Mary J. And she killed it, man. You know, you know how Mary J do. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Chris and Chris and I actually watched uh, Huey Lewis yeah. at Universal yep. together. I've seen Huey Lewis thirty times. <laughs> thirty <laughs> times? Yeah, because he would come back over here. He would do the the Universal things, and then he toured for sport. So I went to that. Then he was back at Universal. Then he was at, you know, Orlando, Tampa. So I've seen him a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And and. Never a bad show. No. Never a bad show. But he always says the same thing. He goes, little did we know when we made this song, we'd be singing it for the rest of our lives. And then he sings Mm. for Back to the Future. (laughs) All right. Question number two, David, I'm going to let you start off with this one. Do you believe in ghosts? Ooh, come on, man. (laughs) Absolutely, man. I do. When I, oh man, come on. Oh, wow. Whew. When I was young, my my grandmother <laughs> my grandmother used to play a lot of jokes on on us when we were kids, and I used to stay at her house a lot. And uh, man, I remember this night where I was I was trying to fall asleep, but there was something there was something standing over me this night. It was glowing. I thought I was imagining it, but um, the whole night I didn't go to sleep. So my dad, his room was next door to the room that I was sleeping in. So I was screaming his name. I was like, Daddy, Daddy, right? So he turns on his light. So I'm thinking, oh, goodness, good. He's about to come in here and, and, and save me from whatever this is that's standing over me. Right. So he turns his light off. He never comes to the room. So finally, morning breaks, and uh, I hadn't slept. So I get up. And my grandmother, her room was all the way out in the front of, of the house. And she says, let me ask you a question. She said, I, I think I was maybe like 13. You're probably like 13. She says, were you calling your dad last night? I was like, yeah, 
I was because there was something standing over me. She said, well, she said, you know, last night your, your dad says he got up in the middle of the night because there was something standing over him too. Yeah. And uh, when I asked him later, I said, dad, I was calling you because there was something standing over me. He said, son, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you calling me. So it still, it still bothers me to this day because his room was right next door. He didn't hear me, but my grandmother heard me. Her room was all the way in the front. It's still, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Oof. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, that was years and years ago. And I bet that's something that you still, you can still picture. I would never forget it. <laughs> yeah. Chris, what about you? Ghost. Well, my dad does ghost hunting. And he's, oh. and he's, me, he's, he's made me listen to these tapes. And he's told me stories of him growing up. And, the, and he's had experiences like David. Um, but I I try to, like, put up a barrier. I don't want it. I don't want him standing over me. Or, or like my dad, he, he said he opened the closet door because there was a red light coming out. And the, and the, and the thing said, shut the effing door. My dad was, he was like, Dang. So I was like, oh my God. like his uh, house. So I was like, I don't need none of that. So, <laughs> but he, he tries to like, the more, like, the, I guess the more, the way he tells me, the more you're around it, the more you're open to it. So I don't like to listen to any of that stuff he mm. makes or talks about. I don't want to know. Just leave me alone. <laughs> right. So yeah, I, I do. I'm scared of it. So <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, what's really funny is like this whole time, I don't know if you guys can hear it. There's like a little uh, echo or something going on. And uh, it only started happening when we were talking about this. So let's change that. <laughs> it's your ghost that followed you that's trying to contact us. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Question number three. In a movie about your life, who would play your parents? So a little twist on the old uh, who would play you. Who would play your parents? This is where we get an idea of what what growing up was like. Man. I, <laughs> well, Will Smith and Jada. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I I would like to say I would say Denzel and Vi Viola Viola Davis. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I and I say that because um you know my my stepdad he 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 raised us along with my mom, my my brother and my my two sisters and um my stepdad was so strong and, and, and he was very hardworking. And I could see that in, in Denzel, how strong and hard, hardworking he was. And so was about Vi Viola, you know, as well as Viola Davis. Um, just her, her passion, the way she gets into her roles, I know that she would bring my mother out. You know what I'm saying? It, it would, it would be, it would feel real, you know, compared to just watching someone just act out. It would just really feel like, that's my mom, you know? Right. Chris? Um, <laughs> well, Julia Roberts would play my mom. Uh, <laughs> and, and Brett the Hitman Hart would play my dad. 
<laughs> it's hard my dad kind of favor each other a, look, a little bit in looks. So that's why I picked that hard. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's fantastic. All right. Uh, question number four. Who is your favorite person to follow on social media? Oh man. I don't, you know what, man? I don't I don't know, man. I, I pick up something from each each and every not all of them, because some stuff I follow is not it's not good stuff. But uh from from those that are inspirational, such as like I said, Denzel, um um who else do I follow, man? I follow a lot of junk though, man. I really do. Um <laughs> I, I can't really pinpoint just one one person, but I just try to pick up something that's positive. I try to pick up from it and use it throughout the day. Right. I um I kind of limit my this is probably terrible as advice for actors, but I kind of limit my social media to in the morning just to wish whoever happy birthday, happy birthday, and I kind of just <clears throat> I use it to see what my friends are doing. So. Where Richard is hitchhiking as Ray Bees right. in the Buffalo Bills, and who Milo Beasley is going to be the next uh, person on it on on the show. That they, that's what I use it for. But as far as like celebrities, uh, Sylvester Stallone and and, and, and Ric Flair, the, Rick's Rick's always so annoying. He posts all, all the time, so he's always he's always on my feet somewhere. That's awesome. Um, well, it's well, it's not a person per se. I started following this page called kids getting hurt on Instagram. And it's, you know, uh, it's kids getting hurt and it's the greatest thing ever (laughs) because I see it every day with, 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 with my son, you know, he'll just be playing and then he'll just eat it. And uh, you have to not, (laughs) you have to not laugh, but when it's not your kid, (laughs) it's like, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's um, that's my favorite at the uh, at the moment. So, um, all right. So question number five: You guys have done you've got a lot of sets, um, and you've been behind the you know uh, scenes at a lot of wrestling shows and stuff. So that being said. What has been your biggest fanboy moment where you saw somebody and you're like, oh my God, it's so-and-so. I need to meet them, but I shouldn't meet them. I, I need to, you know, like, what was that, that fanboy moment? Um, For me, it was on Ride Along, um, seeing Ice Cube. Uh, honestly, I, I'm not trying to be funny, but I thought it'd be much bigger, you know? <laughs> Uh, when I saw, it, I was like, "Man, that's Ice Cube." We're talking about NWA, Ice Cube, man. You know, and I didn't know what to say, but he started talking to us, which was I was shocked. I'm like, "He's he's talking to to us." We're talking to him, and he's talking to us about the uh, about Friday that he's trying to get the the last Friday going, and um, he was just so cool, man. It was just like talking to one of the guys. I would I probably say that was my 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 biggest fanboy moment was just standing next to him and just just having a conversation with him. That's awesome. And you may have the distinction of being one of the few people that have 
worked with somebody in the NWA and then wrestled for the NWA. You know, I can't be too many people that have done that. So right, right. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty fun. <laughs> Chris. Uh, I, I got two of them and uh, I was working at a nightclub. I was a bouncer and um, my buddy comes walking out and just says, Bruce Smith is walking in and I look at my buddy and I'm like, is that him? He goes, yeah. And Bruce is looking. I'm like, no, that's not him. He goes, yeah, that's him. That's, that's him. I said, I said, you Bruce Smith. He goes, yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. And I went, I got a picture with him and he was my favorite football player growing up. I'm a Bills fan like your buddy Richard. So, um, and then, uh, and then I was, the Bills came to play the Bucks and Andrea Reed was there and I, my buddy Chill comes walking out, who was also a bouncer at the nightclub. He goes, your boy's in there. I go, who? He goes, Andre Reed. I said, yeah, right. He goes, no, go in there. Look, there he is. And him and I got drunk and drank Red Bull and Vodka's for about an hour together. So that wow. Was- <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was cool. That was great. Oh, uh, I got another one too, man. Okay. Ron Perlman. Oh, that dude was so cool, man. I was on the set. I was doing um, stand-in work for a show called Reprisal that was on Hulu. And um, he was sitting He was sitting in a chair, and uh, a few of us actors, their backgrounds and so forth, some of them, you know, we were all just looking over at him. We was like, man, you know. And he looked over at us. He was like, come on. What? Okay. Walk over, and, man, he was having a conversation with all of us, man. He was, he was so cool, man. Yeah. Didn't get a picture. Oh, because you know, sometimes when you're on set, you know, they don't right, right. absolutely right, but it was just cool to talk to them. Absolutely. That 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 sounds amazing. Uh so I, I know both of you uh said you're you know not necessarily that that big on the whole social media stuff, but before we wrap up, uh where can folks find you on the social medias? <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. Okay. Mine's is a little strange. I I created my uh, IG back a while ago, but my name is David A. Jackson. So if you probably put that in, I guess my face will come up and send me a follow, man. Please send me a follow. I need some more followers, man. I don't, I don't have a lot. You know, show me some support, show me some love, and I will follow back. I promise. My my Instagram is uh, K K O Z L O W underscore. So. Easy, nice and easy, nice and easy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anything else before we uh, wrap up part two of, uh, of, of this chat, uh, you know, this, thank you. This thank two week long interview. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm glad to have you guys on here and hopefully, you know, uh, if, and especially if there's any independent wrestlers watching this and in fact, anybody out there, but especially other independent wrestlers, and you want to try to get your foot in the entertainment business, reach out to David, reach out to Chris. I guarantee you they will talk to you about the process. Now, that being said, don't ask them to get you on set. Don't ask them to get you gigs. Don't ask them to... You know, get you into catering. That's not going to happen. But, <laughs> I can't help you out. I'm trying to get my home gigs. <laughs> right. I, I don't know how to even do that. I, and I've had that happen before, man. I've had friends say, hey, I want to I want to get on the set of such and such and such, man. Can you help me? Like, I was lucky enough to get on here. I, I don't have that type of power. 
If I did, I would help everybody. Yeah. But uh, you're looking for advice. I, I know these these two gents would be very happy to uh, to give you a few words. So again, thank you, Chris. Thank you, David. Thank you, everybody who's watching this. Uh, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, and most importantly, tell your friends. And uh, we'll see you next week right here on the Milo Beasley Show. <laughs>